0: Welcome back, explorers! I'm David, that's Wesley, and this is The Trailhead.
1: A show that gets so off-track that you'll have to stick around to see where we end up.
0: So sit back and enjoy the ride, because today, we're on the way to Pennsylvania.
1: That's right. Today, we're talking about The Office. I love The Office. It is it is one of my favorite shows. I watch it. I, I it's like it's like one of those shows that I can put on in the background and watch it any time. And I know like for you, um, you'd probably pick like Parks and Rec over The Office. And like I think the I think Parks and Rec is a great show. Like shows like Parks and Rec and Bookland Nine are both like really good shows. I like both of them, but. I take The Office for more than the nostalgia aspect of it all. Like, I, I wouldn't say that it's, the, like, the best show ever, but because I have a lot of nostalgia with
0: it, I, I would classify it in that that realm. Yeah, I mean, I, I still have a lot of nostalgia for it, too. I did watch Parks and Rec first, mm-hmm. which is probably why I like Parks and Rec more, but I still love The Office. The yeah. Office is still an amazing show.
1: Yeah, I, I also like the fact that, like, I think more so than shows like Parks and Rec or Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the office is very much a show that it doesn't really matter what you're watching you can just kind of jump in wherever you know yeah a lot of episodes like there there is an overarching story to it all but it's so so overarching that most episodes are just like like it can be classified as like some filler episodes because they do further the plot they do get referenced later but it's just an episode in and of itself.
0: Like really, the only episodes that I feel like you have to watch like a set of episodes in order mm-hmm. is like the Michael Scott Paper Company. That's really the only yeah. ones that you really have to, you know, watch the whole. Mm-hmm. Th- how many of those are there? Is like three or four
1: of them. It's yeah, it's it's a couple of them. I, we were actually just watching through that um, not too long ago. Uh, the the Microsoft Scott Papers Company uh, arc, uh, which that brings in another aspect of the show. Uh, Michael leaving I know we just jumped right into it and we jumped right to the leaving of it but it it goes back to the fact that like when you have a main character in the show because Michael is the main character of The Office mm-hmm. um he's the lead cast member of the show when that character leaves is it really worth keeping going you know I'm not going to say that there weren't good episodes after he left but they weren't as good as a whole.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, see, I, I still, I still like uh, season eight and nine. But the, mm-hmm. He left season seven, right? I believe so. Yeah. I
1: think they only shot two or so seasons with him. Without yeah. him, Sorry.
0: Yeah, but yeah, he, so uh, I believe it's season eight and nine that he's not in. But I, I still like that because, like you said, there's still, there's still mm-hmm. plenty of good episodes. Yeah. But yeah, the show was definitely missing something after Michael oh, yeah.
1: left. Oh yeah, because and, and and the. <sighs> I wonder how much of it is fan perception of it and how much of it was that they that they planned this, but like they obviously tried to move Andrew into the role of Michael and like as a com- comedic mm-hmm. relief. Um and for a time there they had D'Angelo trying to be in that, that area and they both fell flat. They they both mm-hmm. it, it was really bad and really hard to watch. Like some of my least favorite episodes are the ones with D'Angelo and like i know we all like any office fan loves the scene um with uh the ten thousand nine hundred and whatever uh seconds the song that they sing for mm. for michael and you you love that and you get real emotional with it and then everyone just cringes so hard when d'angelo starts singing mm. you know and you know I, I get what they're going for like it, it fits the character of d'angelo but I also feel like he probably should have just been out of that scene. You know, not in it at all because of the emotion that was, was with yeah. it all.
0: Yeah. And the reason with Andy, I think he could have been a good manager, but the problem was the Hangover movies. Yeah. he Like, for for those two seasons, he, he was gone for, like, half the time.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they had the whole, like, the... Well, they had the one thing with the boat was mm-hmm. that the that was the biggest gap that he was going yeah, for I think right I so yeah yeah but like I don't know Andy Andy was never like my favorite character and uh, but he was never like my least favorite character either he, he but he really got to a really dislikable point in those last couple of seasons like mm-hmm. he was not well, as likable of a character as he was prior to it all well it's just like
0: so after the Florida Arc when they go down to open the saber store yeah you know, like Aaron's, you know, wants to stay in Florida, and mm. Andy goes down, like goes to Florida to get her. Yeah. Like at, at that point, you, you like you start you start to like him, and then the whole thing with the boat. Yeah. It's just like you, and I. I He's
1: I, very back and forth with with his his feelings for Aaron and their whole like everything that goes on with them. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you like him with that, and sometimes you're like this this guy is one of the worst characters here. Yeah.
0: And it, I feel like it could have worked and it could have made, made it a... um. It, it could have been like a... Well... So, you know, somewhat of like a Jim and Pam relationship. It, would, yeah. it never would have gotten to that Never point gotten to that
1: point. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, the closest thing that the uh, show has outside of Jim and Pam to a Jim and Pam relationship is once uh Dwight and Angela get back together. Mm-hmm. Like, for their... Like, some of my favorite episodes a lot of it it goes back to the fact of the, the motion that comes with it, and, you know, you've been watching all this, mm-hmm. but is the final couple episodes with Pam, with Angela and uh, Dwight's wedding, mm-hmm. you know, um, that, I think those are some of the best episodes that they made well, for the show.
0: Let's talk about this. So, w- one thing I like to judge shows on is the ending.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I know we're kind of jumping around here, but, uh, w- what did you think of The Office's ending?
1: Oh, I loved it. I when watching through the show, um, I like, you know, because you get invested with these characters. You want to know what happens to them. And, you know, when you finally get to that ending, I think it's a very satisfactory ending. And it leaves you with that, like, happy feeling. And then, you know, then the first episode starts playing again. You're like, this is where it all began. Mm -hmm. You know? And I I really like that feeling. I really thought they did it well. Um, they, it it left me satisfied with the way they ended the show. Because
0: that's one thing I, I kind of when we're talking about endings for shows. So one, one thing. So I pretty much have like two questions that I ask. So, one, does it give good enough closure mm-hmm. for all your all these characters? And two, do you want more? Yeah. And of course, with the Office, yes, you want more, but it's not like. So with some shows, when they end, it's like. I kind of feel cheated I need more of the show mm-hmm. but The Office is like I would love more but I'm so happy with what I got
1: yeah and and, and and there's so much to it as well like you know there's a reason that you know you and me both we go back and we watch episodes because mm-hmm. you know yes it would be nice to have more but I also find a lot of comfort in what's already there you know mm-hmm. like I find I find a lot of joy and comfort in, in what I'm watching that's you know the same that's been there for years you know as opposed to you know new shows um speaking of like you know with more coming out like brooklyn Nine, i haven't watched the newest season and um you know i have different i i can't i don't have a place to watch it right now mm-hmm. um a thing to watch it on but like there's some some kind of you know I, I like the show i've seen all that's been put out up until the newest season and it's like do i really want to watch more because you know what what's gonna come in the next couple of seasons. You know mm-hmm. what's gonna come out of that. With The Office, it's done. It's a finalized show. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's no more new coming out, so there's nothing that can change what's going on. Like I'm I'm kind of afraid of some of the politicalness that might have gotten into Brooklyn Nine Nine. You know, The Office doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. There's no new episodes coming out that are gonna get more political, less political. It's just the show is what it is, and mm-hmm. I and I like that aspect of it all. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, talking about
1: that, like a show like The Office would not be made today. Oh no, no. I, Steve Rose even made that comment. Yeah, I, I,
0: I know it's it's just it's what like <clears throat> it's, it's not even like fifteen years old yet. Yeah, it's, it
1: started in what two thousand five.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like, it, it. It like it ended less than fifteen years ago. Yeah, but still, a it, it, it show sure like that would not be made today.
1: No, just, it would not. It would not be allowed to air. Not not the kind of yeah. humor that it had, and. I think that's one thing that I like about it too is like the fact that the kind of show that it is. Um, Now you also have to think about this. You say a show like that wouldn't air today but Family Guy is still a show that's getting aired today. And it is very much a it it can be classified in the same realm as The Office because of the insensitive jokes that they make. Fair enough. And everyone loves Family Guy. Yeah,
0: I guess uh Family Guy, South Park they they're, yeah. they're, they're they're getting
1: the same getting that same little little area there, and they're still being an area today. Yeah. so do I think that the office would still be made today? I, I don't because the thing that South Park and Family Guy have going for them is that they're a continued show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They've been going on for if the office had continued, maybe it would still be being made today, but I don't think that it could start. In today's climate. Yeah, but
0: we don't want the office to turn into the Simpsons. Exactly. That's that's very true. Yeah, um, you can't do it either.
1: You did just which, too which, many too many live action characters.
0: Yeah, which I think Family guys get getting to that point, kind yeah. of turning into Simpsons. But they've been
1: going on for like twenty seasons.
0: Yeah, and what what is Simpsons up to thirty now? It's probably it's it's I, I far, in
1: the, far out there. So, um. But uh, well, one point I do want to touch on. Um, this is a little bit off topic, but when it comes to the the office. Um, talking about like characters that we do and don't like there is one constant with it all and this is this is a credit to the actors playing the characters what the characters do is very much what you would expect out of the characters with all the situations going on like mm-hmm. whether you like the character or not the character imse- themselves like all the stuff that Andy does is very much on character with andy's character you know d'angelo like i was mentioning earlier um with him interrupting that's very on point with the way that they made the character out to be you know and it's like every character says so true to the personality that they have in the show you know because obviously it's supposed to be a documentary of the paper company so they these are supposed to be real people and they stay very true to who they are throughout the series throughout the choices that they make and some of the you know Things that happen, Mm -hmm.
0: and they're all kind of caricatures of their like uh, they're they're all kind of caricatures. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Dwight is the, you know, like they're all characters of some kind. Like you said, they kind of have a character set, and they don't really stray from that. Yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, Kevin's. Heavy and he doesn't. And he likes to eat. Yeah, and and they they constantly make jokes about his intelligence, mm-hmm. even yeah. though he he might be one of the smartest. <laughs> I don't did, know did about you, that. Did you ever watch those uh, webtoon or the, the web thing or whatever? The like little office snippets of like some of the side characters, uh, like. Uh,
1: I've seen some of, like you know like some of the bloopers
0: that they've done. Well, like they actually made uh, little like mini episodes that they just put oh. online.
1: No, I've never seen that before. So
0: it has a lot of like account uh, with accounting. Okay. Like uh,
1: I think I've seen some of those on YouTube and like not YouTube, but some of those on um, like Instagram or whatever. And like mm-hmm. I'm like, where is this? I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's like it's like, a- it's
0: like uh, one of the main ones is like, Kevin's the kind of main character in one of them, mm-hmm. and he's trying to. Because you know they, they hint at it throughout the show that Kevin's got a uh, gambling debt. Yeah, and so th- this one kind of kind of focuses on that. He's trying to buy an ice cream cart or ice cream truck. I, I don't remember exactly what it is, but he's trying to sell ice cream to make money to pay off his gambling debt. That's
1: not a good uh, good thing for Kevin.
0: Yeah, and Daryl starts to help tries to help him with mm-hmm. that to get a loan for that, and. Yeah, you, you should watch it if you haven't okay.
1: seen this. Yeah, I need I need to look that up. Can you find it on YouTube or is it like a it's, it's, on, it's on YouTube? Okay. It Should be on the office YouTube channel. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, that that definitely be worth looking into. Uh, more Office content's always a good thing. Mm. But like, yeah, you talking about like the characters, like um, you know how how like um, Angela is very much the self righteous you know um you know person there, and uh like Jim's the ultimate slacker. And Dwight is the ultimate like, uh, kiss up and worker, and like he he is just there to make sure that the business is the best it can be, and wants to be the best himself, and all that stuff, and sometimes even to the extreme where it's like not a good thing, you know.
0: Okay. Well, just one thing with uh, Andy, so you know Andy was introduced originally in this uh, in the um, what what where was that other branch that Jim went to? Uh,
1: that was in the
0: um, shoot, it's. I think it was in... you're uh, somewhere in Connecticut, I think, she, but... It was in Connecticut, um... Uh, well, I don't remember what the city was called.
1: It's gonna be bugging me now.
0: Yeah, when Jim went to this other branch... Stanford. Um, Stanford, yeah. There you go. Yeah, when Jim went to Stanford, um... He was trying... He was... Or Andy was kind of that Dwight role. Like yeah. Like, the, the kiss-up mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um... And when, when he came to uh, Scranton, that... that I, I always thought Dwight and Andy's interactions were always some of the best mm-hmm. with, with Andy's character yeah
1: and see that sticks also to the fact that they stayed very true to their characters mm-hmm. with all this like obviously a kiss a kiss up from one branch coming meeting up with a kiss up from another branch there's gonna be conflict there and there was obviously conflict they had mm-hmm. you know throughout most of the show um, there was like a brief time where they started being friends and mm-hmm. then you know they kind of that that fizzled out itself and they kind of just went back to being the same you know, you know, just mm-hmm. not really great with each other, but it is what it is. Um, aside from Dwight firing a gun in the office, what are your thoughts on him being the manager? Do you think he deserved that
0: role? I think it was, uh, given the given his character progression over the show, I think it was well-earned. By the end of it all? By the end of it all. Okay. And, because the, the the gun incident, that was when he was acting manager after Michael left. Yeah. So that that was, like, that would have been, like, two and a half years before he was actually mm-hmm. made manager. <clears throat> yeah. But I, I, th- I think, you know, at the, at the very end of the show, when he finally became, became manager, I think he was, I think he was well-earned, well- well-deserved. Um, I, and, and even Jim mentioned that, like, you know, that, that uh forget exactly what he said but he said something along the lines of you know
1: you, you burned it yeah um speaking of jim i know jim's character goes from an extremely likable guy at the beginning of it all to less than likable by the end of it all mostly because the lack of backbone that he tends to have throughout the, of the later seasons and how he in some way like especially with the episodes with um What's his name when when, uh, the replacement for Ryan comes in? Um, What's his name? Charles. Mm -hmm. When Charles comes in and how he tries to kiss up to Charles, just slightly, but he still does it. And some of the stuff he does later on, like, with that, like, he gets into that kind of a character, like, Mm -hmm. a little bit later on in the end of the seasons. Like, him and Pam stop being the likable couple at, at some point and all that. Like, they're not bad all the time. But, like, some of the later seasons, you can tell they're not the most fun to watch. You know? Mm-hmm. And, but like that, that aside, because I think later on, in the later seasons, especially when he starts doing the stuff with Athleep, uh, he, uh, he he gets a little bit less, like, he's, he's a little bit more detached and all. But do you think Jim ever deserved the job of, of the regional manager? I know he got to co-manager at one point, um, which... You know, there are aspects of that that he probably could have done better as well. But like, do you think like starting out, he ever deserved the job of the manager?
0: I think he. I think he could he could have, or he, had been there long enough. He had enough experience, but just Jim with Jim's personality, I don't know if he actually would have made a good manager. Mm-hmm. Which I think, which is kind of part of the reason the whole thing with the um, him being a like co-manager is part of the, the whole story yeah. of that
1: yeah why well, that didn't exactly work out too well mm-hmm. um yeah i think a lot of it is and 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 part of the reason that i love the character of michael so much for as hard as sometimes he is to watch is scott's tots when it gets down to it michael knows what he's doing yeah he is the best salesman in that office he is the best person to manage that office and it is not shown very often, but there are snippets here and there where he, like, like the one episode where he goes out in the wilderness. And he's like, you know, whatever. And my, uh, Jim tries to make everyone's birthday on one day. You know, the little conversation that they have there shows that Michael knows what he's doing as far as running an office. And there's a reason why they're the most successful branch. You know, despite all the messing around that t- takes place, he knows what he's doing, you know. He's he's tried things before. He's been he's been the regional manager f- uh, for, what I mean he's been working there for like fifteen years. Yeah. And, he's and, and been I mean, he, regional he, manager uh, for at least five or ten.
0: I'm talking about like his uh him being the best salesman. Like he does have also like some of the best people skills in the yeah, office. Yeah, he does. And, like talk about uh what's his name the um the salesman from the uh. Other paper company that he convinces. Him. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know what his name is. Um, he,
0: he's only in a couple episodes, but
1: but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Like
0: yeah. j- just from sitting down and talking to Michael, Michael convinces them to switch companies. Yeah. It yeah.
1: You know, and and that 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 really does show just just how how good of a salesman Michael is, and like you know, I know like like Stanley. Stanley does not respect Michael, and you know we have mm-hmm. the uh, Did I stutter episode, you know and and where like they have that whole conflict there mike was not the most confrontive person he's not not the biggest person on conflict he tries to you know resolve that in maybe some of the more unorthodox ways he messes around a whole lot doesn't always take his job seriously but you know you can tell that there are the signs there as to why he is the most successful brand and and he doesn't even always know it like you know Mm -hmm. the time that david brings him in for uh, the meeting, it says, "All right, I want to know why you're the you're the most successful branch that we have. Why, when every other branch is losing everything that you know they've they've gotten over the years, you're you're gaining. Why is this?" And, it's like and he the, um, doesn't know. He doesn't know because mm-hmm. it just it's it's underlining there, but it's just how he is, like how he runs things, mm-hmm. you know.
0: And it's like when the Sabre um, thing that comes, you know, when Sabre buys them under my phone, it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think David Wallace even mentions like, you know, the 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 Scranton branch is the only part of that company that actually works.
1: Yeah, for some reason. Yeah. You know, and and
0: yeah, a big part of that is Michael.
1: And you think about it like a big part of, well, no, because David buys the company back after Michael leaves, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that's what. I also love David Wallace is also probably one of my favorite characters in the show too and a lot of it has to do with the relationship that he has with Michael. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not always like the greatest and you know, Michael's awkward and weird sometimes. And you know, you can tell David rubbing off with like, you can you can see that and it doesn't always respond well. But down to it, you can tell that Mike, uh, David respects Michael. Mm-hmm. You know, and that he cares about Michael. And like with the, whole, with the whole aspect of when um, Charles comes on, you know, David's like, you know what, we messed up here. You know, mm-hmm. I, I need to be more accessible for you because of all you've done for the company. And he says, what can we do to fix this? And then, you know, Michael obviously leaves. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that like the way that the actor played, I don't, I don't know the actor's name, but the way that the actor played David Wallace, he did a great job, especially with his interactions with Michael. Like mm-hmm. I think that all those were, were really well done.
0: But you can tell a lot of times like he gets frustrated with Michael a lot, but yeah, he he does still
1: But he but he keeps calm with it all because he understands how Michael is. Mm -hmm. And he like he works with and that's one thing that I think that's a big reason why Michael has lasted so long with the company. Not only because of the numbers that he brings in, but because of David Wallace understanding Michael and being able to kind of, you know, be a buffer when it comes to relating to other members of like some of the board or whatever mm-hmm. you know i'm
0: yeah, talking about david wallace yeah, throughout the run of the show there were a lot of corporate managers mm-hmm. you know from uh like even like uh I-, I know david wallace was still like the um head of the company like when uh pam and ryan were there but uh mm-hmm. you know you get into the same Jan- stuff you said Janet, or pam janet
1: okay i thought you said pam and or i Jan. was like pam <laughs> but yeah anyways Jan- it, Jan- it, we, we know who you don't love.
0: yeah but uh then you also get like uh, with the saber stuff, you know, Joe Bennett and mm-hmm. uh, Robert California. Honestly, what? I thought I think they got they got worse as the show went on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I mean, you know, they did bring David Wallace back at the end of the show, but
1: yeah, Jan, oh not Jan, um, she what's her name? Um, Joe, Bennett. Joe Bennett. Yeah. Um, she, you could tell that she was savvy enough as a businesswoman that she she. Was patient with Michael because she knew what the numbers were.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When Robert California came along, he was crazy.
0: And that was also after Michael left, too.
1: And that was yeah, yeah. Did did Michael leave during Joe's time, or did he so, leave when Robert California came on? I can't remember what all this.
0: So he left. They remember they hired Robert California as the branch manager. The manager. He and went, then he dro- drove down to Florida. and Convinced
1: and, Joe Bennett to sell it to him.
0: Or to become the yeah. CEO, make him Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but,
0: yeah, Robert California was, was just character. weird. He, he was, I'm the Lizard King. <laughs> you don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, yeah. Like, I, He was a very interesting character. Ro- Robert California is, to a lot of people, is one of the most hated characters, which I do get to some degree, but it's just like, so, some of his lines are. I think
1: I okay. So I understand why he'd be a hated character, but I also like really like his character for the simple reason of when you're looking for a character who needs to be comic relief, he is hilarious, Mm -hmm. and it's not even intentional like the way Michael was trying to be hilarious. It's he is saying things that are so insane and so crazy that you have to laugh. But he's dead serious. He's dead serious. Exactly, and that's that's the funny part of it all. I honestly really like his character. um and, and even some of, some of the aspects, like he's he's really weird, he's really strange. But there are certain things that he says that are like, wow, that's like some some insightful stuff that he, he you know gives some advice like to Dwight at some point, like you know mm-hmm. he'll give some uh, some stuff, and it's like it's not all weird, you know? Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's just you know there's certain times he says things and it's like, hey, that's actually not some some bad advice, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When it comes to the office, like I've I've said this a lot, like a show like Parks and Rec there's not a character in the show that I would say that I absolutely hate I just like mm-hmm. the office has a lot of sh- a lot of characters that are not exactly the most likable and, and they were and they were written in that way mm-hmm. um and they have some characters that are extremely likable but and, and some of them are like likable at the beginning and they go through times where they're not and they are and they're not like I like Jim I like Pam I like Dwight. I like Angela I like you know all these characters, but there are times that I don't like any, all those characters. You mm-hmm. know, um, even Michael, I like Michael, but there are times that Scott Stotts—he's just—it's he's just
0: bad. Like a lot of times when I'm when I'm watching through the Office and Scott the Scott Tots episode comes up, mm-hmm. I have to skip it just because yeah. it's. I love that episode. It's hilarious, but it is also so cringy. Yeah, I. Oh my gosh! It, it also is.
1: makes you wonder, like, how much of the show's cringe. Like, I know obviously a lot of the show's cringe is planned, but mm-hmm. like an episode like that, like, how much of that was planned? You know, ahead of time. Like, they're like, we're gonna make the cringiest episode ever. Mm-hmm. Like, was that the plan going into it? <laughs> you know, like, there's there's a lot of things like behind the scenes that are like interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, with And, and like like M- Michael mm-hmm.
0: does have that. He's very cringy, but in a charming way. Like mm-hmm. you y- you know like you want yep. to like Michael even though he's it's cringe yep. like. Like in some instances, like with the um, what's that little paper company that they're trying to?
1: Oh, like, uh, Prince Paper. Prince Family Paper.
0: Yeah, like that episode. He he. There's a like he's very cringy in that episode, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you still like like yeah, you still like him. But yeah, Tots is just oh just cringy gosh. without the like. He's cringy, but with like it's it almost gets rid of Michael's charm in that episode yeah. with the cringe.
1: One one aspect of the show that I really do like is the fact that a lot of the cast members wrote the show, yep. which also, I think, helps with the fact that the characters stay true to themselves. So, like, uh, Ryan was a, uh, uh, BJ Novak was a really big part of, of yeah. writing the show. Like, he wrote a lot of episodes. Um, I know I saw I saw a couple where I think uh, yeah. the actor, actress who played Kelly helped write some episodes as well. And the biggest one that I want to get around to is Toby. Yeah. Toby wrote a lot of episodes as well. Now, uh, fun fact with that is if he wrote an episode he would not be in it or in it much because he hated acting
0: that's that's why michael always told him to leave yeah. meetings and stuff cuz he hated being yeah. on camera
1: um and uh yeah I, th- I think toby's character is a very interesting one mm-hmm. um very well acted i think he did a great I, I, job I actually, with the character
0: i like yeah toby I, I actually i actually really liked the character of toby just mm-hmm. cuz he, he is such a like grungy character honestly yeah And he's honestly probably one of the most normal characters in the show. Like, as weird as that is, he's one of the most normal characters in the show. Yeah. But he's also, like, the you know... Now,
1: that also has to bring around the question um, about, well, the topic of the Scranton Strangler. Mm -hmm. Which is obviously where I was going with all this, is leading to the Scranton Strangler. Um, And... I don't know, because I don't don't keep up with every single podcast or, um, you know, insider report about, like, the show. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they've talked about it and have confirmed or denied any of this. But a lot of evidence, and it's obviously a very popular theory, is that the Scranton Strangler is Toby. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of evidence that points to that a lot of the Strangler's attacks happen on dates that are very good for jim and pam mm-hmm. so like you know like the first attack of the scranton strangler is um when they have the baby right i think that's the first yeah when andy shows the the, I mean, or that's the first time they
0: mention it
1: yeah yeah the first time they mention the scranton strangler um you know they have a lot of different things like that you also have to think about the fact that um like with this chase scene, Toby's not in it, and apparently the car that's in the chase scene is one that has been seen around the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that that's like you, when, when you when you watch these shows and TV shows or movies, there everything that's in it, like props and all that stuff, has been planned out. Like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of people on set to coordinate all these things, and everything is supposed to be. I think a uh, a clue to something
0: and I think a big part of that theory is like w- when Toby goes to see mm-hmm. the convicted yeah. Scranton strangler I forget it, I forget what his name is um his name is. but uh he, t- he basically tells him that yeah I'm, I'm the real Scranton Strangler, and, that's, and that, why that's, that's why he attacks him yeah now but I, th-
1: I do think it's key to note that he's a Scranton strangler and I don't think that at any point in time they say that he killed
0: anyone in fact um there's actually some stuff some like out some stuff outside the show about the show that Talks about the Scranton strangler never actually killed anyone.
1: Yeah, he just strangled people.
0: Which, which I think is a very Toby thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't go through with it. Yeah, which like uh, the other big theory for the Strangler, or one of the other big theories for Scrant the strangler is Creed.
1: Yeah, I but, love the episode of uh, The Office where it's the Halloween one. Oh yeah, yeah. And he comes in and he's like, he's like, oh, it's Halloween, huh? That was timed very well. Like, and, uh, what or, were you up to, Creed?
0: <laughs> or the murder in Savannah? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, uh, yeah, let me go get settled in and <laughs> see him running out of his car. Yeah, boss, I'll be I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Um but Creed Definitely
1: has something going on. Oh, something, yeah, for sure. I mean at the end of it all he, he gets arrested. Uh, yeah. He's arrested. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's great. Um And
0: and he also like at one point in the show hints that like Creed Bratton's not actually his real name.
1: Yeah. Also I love the fact that the character of Creed Bratton is the character. Is played by Creed Bratton. Like I, I love that that aspect of it all too. Mm-hmm. But Creed is such an interesting character, and such a weird character. And again, just just another amazing, another amazing uh, character that, that that was created from the show. And like, I I don't know how to explain him, how to explain anything that he does, but it's just, it's it's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of. Creed moments that are just hilarious, mm-hmm. just for how random they are. But, like the, I love the thing of uh, going back to when, when Dwight becomes the like acting manager, mm-hmm. and you know he uh, you know goes in the office and yells, and yells that, and then Creed gets up on the desk and you know, he's like Creed Bratton is the <laughs> manager. Yeah, and then then, yeah. then there's yeah. that
1: time where Creed was the acting manager. <laughs> Like, that was actually right after that, wasn't it? Yeah, like just an, a- just an episode or whatever where Creed was the uh, the, the acting manager. Huh. There are two, here's two pictures. You need to figure out what the difference is. Oh, uh, given them to already I already see two or whatever it is, yeah. They're the same picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that meme. That's a great
0: yeah, one. But a really good meme. There's a lot of great memes. Oh, there's to come a lot of office. great office
1: memes. Well, I think uh, another thing, like you talking about the randomness of the show or the randomness of the character of Creed, The show is extremely random, too. Like, we were talking about, like, how, like, there are overarching plots to the show, but a lot of it is just randomness.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Just a lot of random things to it. Um, Also, I think The Office has uh, has some of the greatest cold opens. Like, they're hilarious. Mm -hmm. You know? um, Obviously, uh, and this is another meme, um, but uh, the cold open with um, Asian Jim.
0: You know? Asian gym or the um, Dwight impersonation
1: yeah or um. um parkour yeah well, 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 well I was going to mention about the, the one with the Asian gym is like that's still a thing nowadays Like they, they'll take the actor uh, with the Asian gym they'll take uh, John Krasinski and they'll be like they're the same person, you know, <laughs> like, I love that. Also, um, also- I, I really do like the, act, the, I don't, I don't know his name, but like, I know he appears in some of the, um, some of the Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I like what I've seen him in. Like, he's, he's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I like, I like, like the, the, it's, it's gone beyond the show and like, even just things outside of the show, if they're ever in the same thing, it's like, you know, they do like the Spider-Man point, like, oh, it's just, you're, you're the same person or whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, yeah,
1: and for but, anyone who has not seen the show, like it's got to be so confusing <laughs> to see that and be like, what's going on here?
0: Talking about the pranks on the white. there are a bunch of really good ones. Like m- more so in the beginning of the series, yeah, they really kind of focus from, on more. Stray away from that in the like, later episodes, but yeah, like, mm. and, like the put um,
1: my stuff in Jello again. Like, it's such a simple prank, but it's like obviously one of the, one of the more iconic ones.
0: Mm. Well, and that one actually came from the. British office. Mm-hmm. Cuz that that was actually a, a gag in, in the British office. And that's, yeah. where, that's where they got that from. But uh
1: you've been meatballed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why that one is so funny.
1: It really I really don't know why. Um oh also uh I don't remember who they were trying to haze, but um remember when uh Andy or Andy um Jim gives um Dwight, a list of pranks they can do, and one of them is where, I have the drawer where it only opens up, so far, mm-hmm. and then he does it to Dwight. I love all like that. Inter- like when with times like that, when Jim and and uh, Dwight are kind of in cahoots together on things, and but mm-hmm. then Jim is still messing with Dwight. I love that. Like you know, he's over here. He's like he's like, all right, let me grab a pencil and we'll start writing out some ideas.
0: And like, well, because remember, wait, remember, wait, wait like, give me a second. I'll, I'll get in, I'll get in there. Because remember, Dwight. <laughs> like jim says that and dwight like completely dismisses yeah, this as that's a, a horrible idea. idea yeah and then he does it to
1: dwight and he's like this is really frustrating he's like my point exactly <laughs> like i i really think like the, yeah the creativity with a lot of the different pranks that that jim mm-hmm. pulls on specifically dwight because that's usually the one he pulls him on is is hilarious um
0: or the on um, the wrapped desk for christmas yeah
1: yeah that one's like it's like uh, I did it in like I have a black belt in wrapping. Uh, you know I did it in five minutes and it's like
0: I don't give black belts on people's <laughs> things that are stupid, stupid. <laughs> and it
1: just throws everything on the desk mm-hmm. the
0: now <laughs> another moment that I love in the office is what, what, what do you think about the um the like customer service thing or the coaching thing Michael gives to um oh Dwight Jim, Jim. Butler yeah, or I,
1: Bill I, Butler Bill, yeah. Bill Butler yeah was it
0: my family built this country.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the things where it's like um, a picture of uh, Jim, and then it uh, has uh, like it has like an old timey like filter over it, and then it has like you know William Butlicker mm-hmm. under yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. And those are funny. So I know we mentioned this uh, earlier,
0: or kind of mentioned this earlier, but who is your least favorite character in The Office? Least fake character in the
1: whole entirety of The Office, I would say, is definitely D'Angelo. But as far as, like, a main character.
0: So, I, I, I would agree with you, yeah, D'Angelo. Like,
1: I, I, like I, I like Will, Will Ferrell in certain things, but, but he was not good in that.
0: Obviously, well, he was written I think that way. Yeah, he was way. written that, yeah, he's he's, written he that was was way. He was definitely written but, that
1: way, but that doesn't mean that I like him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a... Now, so like what, main characters. Main
1: character. Okay. Least favorite. See, that's the problem. Is like, is like. There's so many well, characters I mean, that go through so many different transformations yeah. throughout the the entirety of the show. That, that like. Um, well, I don't even
0: think you could pick like because like, the main characters are like Dwight, Jim, Pam, Michael. Yeah. I don't think you can really pick one of those as your least favorite.
1: But yeah.
0: As far as like the, well, okay, I will tell you that. D'Angelo is one. Is one Gabe. See... I don't like Gabe.
1: I understand not liking Gabe, but at the same time, I don't think that he has enough of an impact.
0: Yeah, because he really is only in, uh, like, two seasons. Yeah, the string
1: bean's only there for a couple things, and then yeah. he leaves. Like, he's not doing a whole lot.
0: It's also the same, same way with the, the, new, the new guys, like, last, last season or whatever, like uh, Pete and whatever the other yeah. guy's name is.
1: I, I don't really care for them, but... They're not in it. They're not, not in it. Doesn't yeah. really matter. You know, like that's that's the thing, and, and I get that. Like those are like Gabe is very much as much of a side character as like characters like Oscar and Kevin and, and stuff like that. But Oscar, Kevin, and Ange, uh, Angela,
0: Kelly, Toby, Kelly, Kelly, Ryan, all, they, they've been in the whole series. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, you know, you got like yeah, they're all they're all in it, the whole series. Uh, Meredith and um, Stanley, they're all all in it the whole entire series. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, you can't hate on a character like
0: K- 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 Karen. that's her name, right? Tomoda uh, Rashida Jones. Yeah. Yeah, Karen like Yeah,
1: you can't hate on a character like Karen because she's a, like you're saying, like Toby being one of the more relatable characters. She's she's a very relatable character. It's just she well, wasn't the one you're rooting for because she wasn't Pam.
0: Well, it's like it's like I saw a meme one time. It's just like I just had my entire life just changed because like growing up, I hated this character so much because she wasn't Pam, but I realized today that she really did nothing wrong. Yeah, she and did m- like,
1: nothing wrong. We got, like, really, really big-time screwed over.
0: And you, and you, you realize that, and just like, oh, well, dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I will say, like, and, and they, get, they get away from this in the later seasons, but, like, starting out, and this is another reason why, like, Jim and Pam are some of your more, like, favorite characters starting out the show, is the dynamic of the show is Jim and Pam are the good guys, mm-hmm. Dwight's the bad guy, and Michael is the comic relief. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of base your perception on the characters with that. But mm-hmm. then later on, like, Dwight is more of a friend to Jim and Pam as the seasons go on. Like, they're less enemies, and they become more friends. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, you really start to like... Because, like, in the first couple seasons, like, Dwight is a likable character, but he's not, like, your favorite character, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, he becomes more of a likable character. By the end of the series, I'd say he's probably one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, Jim and Pam are, have gotten down lower on the list as far as by the end of the series like Uh the way that they they kind of you know portray them obviously Michael's probably like probably consistently my favorite character just because of how consistent he stays throughout the whole entire show (laughs) um another character along the lines with him is uh can't remember her name uh his future wife
0: um Um, oh wait Holly Holly
1: yes Holly Holly is a great character and is a perfect match Mm-hmm. For Michael,
0: well, and, like, they even do that for the whole show. Like, you know, they introduce they introduce Holly in like, like season four or something. Something like that, yeah. And then, you know, like, like that's the whole thing with, with like Michael's whole story kind of story arc is like he never got over Holly. Yeah. And you know that's the whole thing. Like at the end, like when he leaves, you know, he leaves the show to go be with Holly. Be with Holly. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I and I really like also like. The, the final moments that Jim and Michael have, you know, mm-hmm. and how, like, yeah, throughout the whole entire show, um, and this goes back to another cringy episode Dinner Party, Michael was just constantly trying to hang out with Jim and mm-hmm. all. But, like, when it comes down to it, like, you know, Jim is sad to see Michael go. Mm-hmm. Pam runs to the airport to see Michael go, you know, mm-hmm. because there's that love, there's that bond there, even if they didn't want to go out and get beers, you know, like every other night, like Michael probably wanted there's still there was still a bond that had grown over the the course of the um, the series.
0: Mm-hmm. And talking about uh, Michael and Holly, like other than Holly, honestly, Michael has some of the worst oh. like decisions when it comes Horrible. to dating women. Horrible.
1: Like, Jan was the worst decision ever made. <laughs> yeah. And then he dated Pam's mom, so that's just a bad, that's just a bad idea in general. You can't date your coworker's mom. I mean, unless you're like trying to roast them or something, but that's, you know, yeah, it's a that's, side thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's.
1: Uh... He had some very interesting ones. They brought in the actress that is his wife. You know, his 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 real wife or wife as his realtor. That was his, that's the right. I'm thinking of the right actress. Think so. Okay, um, but they brought in her, and she was more of just like a. She just was there. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. She didn't really do much. It wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't really bad. A big impact on, on now, he, he, he made some bad decisions within the relationship because the reason that she ended up breaking up with him was because then he, like, posted his picture over a picture of her... Was it her ex-husband or a deceased husband?
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it might have been a deceased husband yeah. because husband that would have been why it would have meant more. But, yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of, like, all the, the women that he uh, dated, the uh, episode where he had herpes... <laughs> or the cyst, <laughs> oh, and he gosh. goes to all these different people, and he's like, "So, <laughs> we need to talk."
0: Well, and Tom, that's like that's a uh, that that's that's one of the episodes where you kind of see like the fact that he never really got over Holly, because like he, you know, he, he tried to call Holly, and you know, kind of got her answering machine, yeah, and yeah, you know, he, he he thought it was hilarious, and he almost broke down in tears,
1: yeah well yeah i mean because that's the thing is you know when when especially for a character like like michael and this gets more into like the real world element of all it's like there's just certain times that you just like certain people are just meant to be and you you just know that like the person like you you can look at someone and be like i'm meant Mm -hmm. to be with that person and michael definitely knew that Mm -hmm. and like you know And and just normal reality and just life pulled them apart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously a lot of it was the consequences of them not being open with a relationship with, like, corporate. But still, stuff just happened, broke them apart. And, yeah, Michael never got over that because he was like, no, this is the person I'm supposed to be with. And, oh, now I can't find it. And, like, you know, a couple episodes after that was a Valentine's Day episode Mm -hmm. where he goes on this whole big rant to find a woman with a glove. Because he had a small little connection with her, talking with her, Mm -hmm. and it's like you know, he's like, "Oh, I can't be with the woman that I'm meant to be with, so let me fill that void with anything,"
0: Mm.
1: you know. And he goes on on his long search for yeah, and
0: and kind of that that is kind of getting into some real world stuff there because like it yeah, whenever you do break up with someone, like you you never really like
1: it's hard. For, especially for like long term relationships it's hard it's really hard to get over that person no matter Cause, what cause the reasonings and, and, and were and
0: it's just like a lot like of times and it's a lot of things a lot a lot of people make mistakes of when they start dating again which is like the rebound thing like mm-hmm. you know they're looking for that that connection again yeah exactly and you know that's kind of what Michael's going through there
1: mm. yeah and, and that that also goes back into the, the realm of the show is you know it's meant to be a documentary about regular people working at a paper company Mm -hmm. and they really hit that aspect like if you really look at the show as more than just like what you and me do a lot of times more in the present after watching through it so many times there's a background show when you really look at the details in the show and like the way the characters are being played and all that like just how real it is you Mm -hmm. know um we me we I think all of us like watching the um, YouTube channel uh, Cinema and like we watch through a lot of those we see movies that he breaks down on some of the lack of like realism with it like mm-hmm. things aren't explained and therefore you come to like this other you know, like here's a plot point here here's a plot point here I'm sorry to bump my mic. But how do those two plot points get together? Like this makes no sense in the real world. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like a show like The Office, yes, it has plot holes here and there. Like that's that. Any anything is going to have that, but at down to it, it runs like cause and effect, you know. Mm-hmm. And it very much acts like you were just recording a bunch of real life people making real decisions that really mattered.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, so a lot of it is played up for the comedy aspect of it but yeah Yeah. you watch the show and uh, so so at some moments in the show you you kind of feel like yeah these these are real these could be real people yeah
1: i mean you know everyone's mad at jenna fisher and uh john krasinski that they're not actually married in real life you know because they played it so well in -hmm. the show but they have their own spouses that they you know are married to and happy with and it's like this this is not real this is fake they're not cheating on each other they're actors (laughs) you know yeah. Yeah. so you know it's like michael and holly are not married in real life mm-hmm. but
0: which talking about that um i know we mentioned like how uh like the office like jim and pam was like the kind of like staple relationship or like the yeah the relationship everyone loved but like and i know you mentioned uh dwight and angelo but yeah holly or michael and holly that was yeah th- those were probably the best three but. Like,
1: those those are the three yeah really good relationships like obviously like, yeah the staple relationship is Jim and Pam Yep. um Michael fits- and Holly are just really sweet together mm-hmm. and I think because of the likability of the character of Michael you're really rooting him for him especially when like and and and, and I think they they they. Not necessarily trick you, but they really get you to the point where you're like you're really rooting for him because of all the stuff that happened with him and uh, Jan and then mm-hmm. all the stuff that happens with him and um, you know, uh, Pam's mom and just all the bad relationships that he's had to go through. Mm-hmm. And then finally, this perfect woman comes on the scene and then she's taken away from him, and you're like, Oh no and, and like so you're constantly rooting for him mm-hmm. and then they finally get together and you're so happy for it all and, and you know, then he ends up leaving the show. Um, I think the same thing goes in with dwight and angela Mm. you know you're constantly rooting for them it's not as much of a focal point as like the relationship with jim and pam is because Mm. you you go from them uh having crushes on each other to them being married having kids and making big big life decisions to to move to you know some other place for Mm. another job you know by the end of the show and you kind of get that in little increments with the relationship with Uh, michael and holly and then with the relationship with um angela and dwight like it starts out Mm -hmm. the show they're they're secretly having you know stuff going on and then you know they're continually having secretly stuff going on and there's that period of time where angela just like kind of crushes dwight's heart and all
0: and you see uh, that that, that, at that point you you kind of see how much angela means to dwight yeah Exactly. Like, like that, with, that, all, with
1: all With all uh, that Angelus put Dwight through, and he still, in the end of it all, marries her because he loves her that much. You know? Yeah, that,
0: that, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what makes that really that. That yeah. to me, like yeah. I said. so much, yeah. so much more. And, Which, and that also makes the um like, I also think the their wedding is like the perfect oh yeah finale for
1: the show. I, I yeah, I think that, that that is a great way to end it all, um, because like you know it it comes back. And it's supposed to be like a year after the fact, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 like, sorry to interrupt, but but with all that, it's like you know, you you get the aspects of like them doing the bachelor party and then having the wedding, and you have all these different things, and like that's a perfect way to bring uh, uh, Michael back into it as well, mm-hmm. having him come back for the wedding. But like you get all that comic relief, but still have a lot of reasons to still have all these characters come back together, and. Um, you know all all these different aspects and it's all for their wedding and final the final conclusion to them you know to the show with okay all these loose ends are being tied off you know Mm -hmm. angela and dwight they're back together you know um they go into like pam and jim and daryl all go into athlete And, um, you know, Michael, well, Michael now, he's off, you know, over here, and Mm -hmm. he's happy with him and Holly, and they're having kids and stuff like that. Like, everything just ends, and it's perfect, and it's the the perfect finale to bring everyone together for one last, you know, hurrah thing.
0: I also think it's kind of funny how, like, uh, with the wedding, I I don't remember how (laughs) how many times uh, Dwight necessarily mentions it, but it's several times throughout the show that that it's kind of a running joke of the, um, the Dwight talking about the, um... Pennsylvania Dutch uh, weddings and stuff like mm-hmm. the traditional like being like married in your grave, like, standing <laughs> yeah. in your graves. I think it's funny because like he, he mentioned that several times throughout the show. Yeah, and then, that's, then they do it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Honestly, some of my favorite because like thinking about like that, those being like part of my favorite episodes in the show. Another one that I really like is the um, episode where uh, Dwight's mom passes away and mm-hmm. his siblings come down and they're all like like I like that episode too. I think some of my favorite episodes focus more on Dwight and a lot of it is because like as a normal Dwight is more of the comic relief he's more yeah. of the butt of the joke but when the episode focused on him you see a little more insight into Dwight and, and he I, is such will, an interesting character and
0: I will say after Michael left mm-hmm. Dwight carried the show oh
1: 100% yeah because at that point like Jim was off doing things with Athlete, athlete mm-hmm. and uh, Pam was being her own self and it's kind and, of and, less like that's, that's the
0: point when most people say they don't really like jim and pam yeah exactly and like
1: yeah well a lot of it goes into the fact that there's a lot of fighting that they do
0: mm-hmm.
1: um in their relationship and you know that's not something that's always the most pleasant to watch and mm-hmm. they they do get a little um they, yeah, they just gets to the point where they're a little bit less like well yes a hundred percent like the white is the <laughs> Is carrying the show after after Michael leaves. Yeah, like he is he's he goes to at that point being the best character in in the show.
0: I yeah, I, I like Dwight in the last the last two seasons more honestly a little more than I like him in the rest like rest because like honestly in the, fr- in the first like you mentioned earlier in the first couple of first couple seasons he was almost like the not exactly but he was almost like the villain. Yeah, because like yeah you know, like like you said it was kind of portrayed as like Jim and Pam where I think guys mm-hmm. Dwight's kind of the. But I mean, not not exactly like the the office is not that kind of show. Isn't yeah, but but, but, but I, I understand what you mean by that.
1: With the way the show was oriented, they made it look like you know, like obviously you're rooting for Jim and Pam, and mm. whatever Dwight does is bad. You need to, you know, that he's mm. like he deserves all the pranks that you know Jim Jim gives because of the kind of mm. person that he is, and yeah, you know, like it's it's not a. Good versus evil, kind of a show. It's a it's a normal everyday life type of show. Mm-hmm. But like even still, with that in mind, like there are people in your everyday life that you know you don't like, mm-hmm. and that in your, from your perspective might be a villain in the sh- in your in your so, own show of life.
0: So talking about Dwight, and this is this is one of the later like one of the last episodes that this ta- happens in. I think it's actually after he becomes manager. Mm-hmm. There's a cut cold open and they're in the reason to cut it is cuz this cold open's like 5 minutes long. Okay. But basically it's a um prank Jim plays on Dwight where trying to trick him into thinking he's in the Matrix. Oh, yes. I've seen that. That is like that cold open is so amazing cuz like mm-hmm. you know again it finally comes the thing of like uh what's his name? The um the, the security Foreman. guard. Oh, Hank. Hank. Yeah. Ha. So, yeah. So yeah, Hank, you know Hank's playing uh Morpheus's brother, Dorpheus Yeah and talking about how Dwight is probably one of the best characters in those, those last couple of seasons like you know and this is the la- like one of the last episodes that this cold open was supposed to be before. you know he gives him the pill the pills you know blue pill the sure red pill sure
1: not part of it because I'm pretty sure I remember no
0: it's, it's not it, it's, it's, it's on the office's YouTube channel you can find it but it's not actually in the show I swear I've
1: seen it in the show though
0: it, it, did you watch it you on know, Peacock
1: no, I've never watched it. I maybe I've watched it on the um, disc version that I have, and that. Oh, be. maybe yeah. I don't really know, but I know I've seen the. I know I've seen it. Before. Okay, anyway,
0: but yeah, you know, Dwight picks the pill to like Sten- remain in the yeah. simulation because because he like, says my life is perfect right now. Like, yeah, because because like, um, yeah, he he and Angela are about to get married, mm-hmm. and I think it might have actually been the cold open for the bachelor party episode. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, and Angela are about to get married. He's the office manager. You know, all this that like, yeah, my last pressure card now. Yeah. Why would I want to leave? Yeah,
1: and and then they're like, what? <laughs> this isn't right. I have like all these other things that have to happen,
0: and you know, yeah. and, like that, that's that's like me. I lost a hundred
1: dollars. I lost like
0: you know five hundred dollars on all this. And I understand what like so it's it's a really long it's really long for a cold open, so I understand why they cut it. But I'm like, that would be such an amazing thing for it yeah. to actually be in the show.
1: Yeah. I swear that I thought that that was in the show. I've seen that and I thought I saw. But yeah, like you know, they have the two black cats and then they have the uh, the twins, uh, mm-hmm. the brother in the the warehouse. That's the twin. Um, I don't remember what his name is, but yeah, that that was a really well planned out. It's like you know, like, what am I supposed to do with all these actors
0: that I have set up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I'll start with the pranks. Yeah, I, I'm sure you've heard of this, but. Right? G, like someone went went through and uh actually added up everything Jim spent. Yeah. Pranking Dwight and it's like millions of dollars. Let's say
1: he spent a lot of money like doing stuff, on pranks on uh, Dwight. And I mean I, yeah, you know sometimes it might be worth it. Maybe not all those, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've never had a coworker that I pranked like that. But yeah, I guess if you. Had, not that. I guess if you had Dwight as your coworker, you might yeah, you might have to
1: you know. Yeah, and you work at a paper company. You gotta find something in the past the time. Yeah. You know, that's another thing. It's like, um, uh, specifically at the episode with um, the Office Olympics. Oh know, yeah. They spent half the day doing that, and then at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the episode, they had like a thing where um, they were talking to Jim, and he's like, "Yeah, it's like we did all that, and then I went and filled out all these paper expense reports or whatever paper paperwork over here." Finish up the day and got everything else done I needed for the day, and it was like in a couple hours. and It's like, well, if you can do that, then you got plenty of time to be pranking people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like no wonder he has has a lot of well, time. I also hands.
0: love the um thing of uh, probably because this that like that one episode where Jim hits the like commission cap or whatever. Yeah, and it's just like that epi- like Jim in that episode is honestly so relatable because like he yeah, he has to be he has to still be there. It's just like. If I'm not making money, what's the point of working? Buddy? Yeah, exactly. So like helped. That I love that episode though because like he yeah. spends the whole day just messing around, doing doing different yeah. things. Yeah,
1: isn't that also the day that um he uh, takes um Joe's book and uh, has it where uh, Joe supposedly calls Gabe. And like, it's guess at the end of the episode, where like,
0: uh, I think it is like he's a, like, he's like, oh, the... well, I have nothing
1: else to do? So he goes and edits all this audio file of her from her, re- her reading her book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Gabe. I hate.
0: I uh, love reading. I hate being interrupted. <laughs> uh, that's that's a great, that's yeah, great. I made some changes to my book. <laughs> he has the whole book play. <laughs> yeah. <Huh>. Night. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a funny episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Is that, is that episode after Michael Leafs? I I think it is. See, Um, there are still a lot of good episodes after Michael Leafs. There
1: are. There, and, and they even, like, with that, like, there's a lot of parts of episodes that are, like, really good.
0: Well, no, actually, if, if, uh, if Joe was in in that, like, as a character in that, it wouldn't have been, because I said Robert California took over after. That's true. Like, right after Michael left, so. That's true. Also, have you ever seen some of the, um, like, can't remember who like who, who uh auditioned now but have you ever seen some of the auditions for the office
1: i've seen a couple of them i know that um like the white originally uh, auditioned for um uh michael
0: yeah and it's just like uh like there's a lot of actors that like i don't even think i could pl- i could like see in those yeah, no. roles like no i think uh well, one that I actually think would actually make... Now it would have been a very different show, but I think would actually have made an interesting show is... I think it was Seth Rogen auditioned for Dwight. Huh. I'm like, I could see that, but that would be so... That would be a very different very show. Very different
1: show. Um, I love... So, back when Marvel was first starting to get a little bit more popular, outside of, like, Marvel fans, I think, like, this would probably be around, like... Uh, when um, Winter Soldier came out and all, and like they're starting to kind of ramp up, with being more of a pop culture icon as opposed to just being sports movies or sports movies in superhero movies. I saw one thing and it was like uh, this guy from The Office auditioned for Captain America, and you know I watched The Office and I was like, oh Jim auditioned for Captain America, that's interesting. And then he starts coming out with all these things later on, where he's like more of an action action star with all these other movies. And I'm like, oh yeah. So he could have auditioned and got you know he could have he could have played Captain America. Um, I, I did see one thing though where um, he was talking about. Uh, auditioning for for the role of captain america and he was like in the dressing room you know putting on the costume mm-hmm. and he saw Hemsworth walk by and he was like nope <laughs> and just like started taking the costume off because he was like i'm not built like that <laughs> you know because like Hemsworth is just jacked um well, but like kind of now the now with, like
0: with uh i want chris Hemsworth being like jacked like that do you know his stunt double mm-hmm is pretty much like screwed because he can only stunt double for Chris Hemsworth because he has to have that same body style, the body shape, and no one else is that jacked. Yeah, and he actually works out with Chris Hemsworth every time just to keep up with him. Yeah, and it's just like, and I think I think it's something else. Like, Chris Hemsworth is yeah. definitely
1: built different, and it's
0: something like with uh, Tom Hiddleston talking about that, like he's like. Yeah, you know, you know Tom Hiddleston originally auditioned for Thor too. Yeah, and you know, of course, he ended up playing Loki. But it's funny because, like, he he, he was in an interview one time, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, sometimes I do kind of wish I had gotten the role of Thor. But then I look over there and see them force feeding Chris a whole chicken. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good.
2: <laughs> yeah, but
1: that's that's the thing, though. is, like, and and um, like." So some some of like the uh, I think specifically the in the first Thor movie the shirtless scene that he has mm-hmm. you know think about that and the way he looks like how 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 jacked and shredded he looks in that as opposed to like the shirtless scene in like Captain America
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: like Chris Evans is jacked too but Chris Hemsworth is on another level
0: he's huge
1: he's yep. huge yep. and like and like the the like you know he you get like, the triangle shape and like you know. He's shredded all the way down. He's jacked, all the, and like, and he stays that way up until like you know, he, even in the um, uh, obviously he went and took off with the uh, the um Infinity Saga stuff. But like in um, in Ragnarok and even in the newest one, like he is well, still in,
0: shredded. Well, in uh in game, he was still shredded but he was wearing a fat suit But like, yeah, he was yeah. he was still shredded underneath it
1: well what I meant by that was like you know that, that was the one aspect where he was like not you you didn't see it mm. but like even like up in like that was that was in the first Which, Thor movie but even up until current like with whatever movie season now like he is still mm-hmm. like the same type of shredded like you know yep. jacked
0: Which huge. that's one thing that I actually kind of like with uh, Kristen because uh so originally in Endgame in the final fight when mm-hmm. uh, so you know that they had like the little fight with uh, um, Iron Man uh, Cap and Thor when mm-hmm. like they go, go out to meet Thanos when he yeah. comes back when he comes to the future or whatever. So you know like Thor when he you know he, he uh, brings Stormbreaker to him and like he had, has the lightning strike and does the suit change. Mm-hmm. Originally in the script it was he was supposed to go back to being jacked then, <laughs> like when the lightning struck him. Yeah, but Chris Hemsworth read the script and he's like no 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 no. Yeah, I, I want to stay fat. <laughs> Which I love. I love Chris yeah. Humor.
1: I know, like, um, like you, you like a lot of, uh, like stuff with like Chris Pratt and all, and that he's obviously he's a great actor. But I think like him and Hemsworth are like, like, almost like one and the same with a lot of the humor that they do. Oh yeah. yeah. And, you yeah. know, they're very they're very similar in well, how it, they are. That's like
0: how like in the in. Infinity War how they kind of play off each
1: other you know yeah I mean yeah they they, they definitely saw that and they they made it they made it Mm -hmm. a thing there but like going back like to at least characters from the office you know like nowadays you know you see you see stuff and even um with him being introduced as, uh, Mr. Fantastic, and which
0: and, I, I'm, like, I love the fact that they that Marvel actually listened to the yeah, fans that. Yeah, like that was that, that yeah. was definitely fan casted.
1: Yeah. But like you know, he does like the Jack Ryan movies and like some mm-hmm. other. He's done some other action movies, you know, and like, he's gone from uh, in in Michael's words, you know, um, Big Bird or Gum Gumby or whatever to being like he's on the same level as like all these action. Stars, you know, he's he's mm-hmm. Jack too, and and he he's
0: actually one of the rare examples. Of, I don't know last time last time we mentioned like the difference between like actors and movie stars. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He's one of the rare examples of like someone who actually kind of beat the being typecast.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I mean obviously yeah, he being he he, he uh, being cast as Jim is what got him into stardom. Yeah, and he went from that and a comedy show where he's not exactly the biggest toughest guy with all mm-hmm. this to playing you know in movies like the jack ryan series uh, i like watching 13 hours mm-hmm. um and then like a quiet place you know like oh, a, quiet place is amazing those are good movies um so
0: What, what is part 3 coming out or do, do you know i have no idea i don't
1: i don't keep up with them like as far as like stuff with it but like mm-hmm. i'll watch it when it comes out yeah um, but those those We're are really talk good about those on the, on the later. We, we probably do um which means we need to watch him let's go uh but anyways um i also like like i like that he's branched out into the the realm of uh directing yeah because any movie that i've heard that he's directed like a quiet place being the prime example of it mm-hmm. is amazing
0: mm-hmm. like he
1: does an amazing job with directing. one well, just like
0: uh, in a Place* part two you know he he's He's bar- he's barely in it. Mm-hmm. But you know, he still directed it, yeah, you know, it's 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 great. A great movie. Yeah. Well, explorers, that's all time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any suggestions for future podcasts, you
1: can let us know by DM us on Instagram at Down the Join us next week on the Trailcast.